go. That's how we're doing this. That's how we're starting off. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, guys. I'm here with Eli today. Eli, it's been... Um, Crazy. Eight months, seven months, yeah. nine months. How long has it been? It's been a minute. A hot minute. All right. Um, so don't want to go into that. Uh, we're going to pick up where we've been, uh, where we left off. So what we're doing, Eli, I want to do this in every episode at least once. Remind the listener that this is all a rough draft to get a final interpretation of Revelation. We are attempting to let the Bible interpret itself, uh-huh. for lack of a better word. Um, we've gone through Revelation. We know in Revelation chapter 10, it says, On the blast of the seventh trumpet, the mystery of God will be fulfilled as he's spoken out to the prophets. Basically, at the, it's, you got your first seven seals, and you got your seven trumpets. It happens in a linear, li- linear order, okay? Seals right. one through seven, and then the seventh seal is the handing of the trumpets, and then you got uh, trumpets one through seven. True. And then at the end of the last one, everything he said he was going to do, he'd be done. Right. More or less. Uh, Revelation, it's um, 22 chapters. We've gone through it. Uh, we haven't gone through the whole thing. We started from uh, the very first episode going over Constantine the Great. Right. Um, this is for a lack of a better word, testing what we were taught, I guess, Um, with going in and me, with what I've shared in the very first episode of Constance Augustus Rex, uh, his name equaling 666, uh, we know he had dreams and visions. Uh, Deuteronomy 13 says, if a dream or a visionary rises amongst you, says, let's follow the ways of the gods. This is God testing you to see if you love him. That's the... Uh, Torah definition of a false prophet. Now, in the New Testament, we're going to be going through Paul. Uh, I want to talk about false apostles. Right. He talks about that. I talked a little bit about 1 Corinthians. I'm going through each of Paul's letters to get a better understanding of the letters to the seven churches, and we're going to be going into chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians today. Um, everything else, it's as I've said, these are letters. Letters are half of a conversation. You're not going to get a, the whole teaching by just reading one letter which was addressed to one community for either one or several issues but because he writes to the romans the things written in our past were written for our instruction we can still go in there and see what do these people say about the covenant because this all goes back to that whole covenant that the god of the bible made with abram um you're familiar with that story yeah a little bit um, so more or less what had happened was Abram, he, he questioned things. Um, he'd go out in the daytime, he'd see the sun and he says, maybe the sun's God. He'd go back at night and he'd come back out. The sun be gone and the moon will be there. And he'd say, well, I know the sun isn't the God. So maybe it's the moon. He'd go back in, come back out in the daytime. The moon will be gone. He was like, well, you know what? The sun and the moon can't be God. And his father, Terah, owned an idol shop. He went into this idol shop. He smashed all the idols except for one of them. And when he was questioned by his father, he said, I didn't do it. This one idol smashed the rest of them. And his father, Terah, was like, how could that happen? They're just rocks. To which Abram, Abram responded, then why do you sell them as if they're gods? So what we've got is this covenant with a God making a promise to an individual, Abram, for more or less calling bullshit on religion. 
more or less, or organized religion, or what the, everything going on around him. So for for that very split second, he went from following the religion of uh, Ur the Chaldeans to being an agnostic until God was God said, "Here I am." So Abram, he still had this faith in a Creator, but he was calling bullshit on everything around him, which is more or less the origin of this whole book, more or less. And we've we've gone through Paul's letters, and we've gone through Romans, we've gone through Hebrews, we went through First Corinthians. We know that Paul confirms Torah. We know Paul says that we were adopted by faith, more or less, into a Hebraic family, whether it's, well, it, so, something harsh to say about this is the only reason the Jews are special is because of Jacob. The only reason Jacob is special is because of Isaac. The only reason Isaac is special is because of Abraham. And the only reason Abraham is special is because of Abram. And the only reason Abram is special is because he called bullshit on religion. More or less. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, I, I don't feel like he, there's... He questioned the standard. He, he, he did. And that's more or less what religion does. Is like You can call religion numerous things. You can call it a spiritual science to where you try to understand, okay, well... I, get, I don't really necessarily get this life, but I'm curious about the next life, the afterlife, or the second life. Or you try to understand how God works, or, or whatever. Like it, It's usually this um, a deeper understanding on a spiritual basis, yeah. I guess. But religion can also be you know, what we have today, to where it can be turned into um, a social club or fashion statement or anything of that it, it, it's this thing that's turned into more vanity than an actual belief system because a belief shouldn't be vanity you shouldn't see a belief you know what I'm saying so when we, when we talk about this covenant we had this covenant I will be your God you will be my people we've also got the sign of the covenant and we got the mark of the covenant the sign of the covenant being the sabbath day the mark of the covenant being circumcision we've gone through first corinthians um i didn't address everything it says in first corinthians but i always ask the listener to read these books before i talk about them it says in first corinthians uh being uncircumcised means nothing and being uncircumcised means nothing what matters is obeying god's commandments so paul is still defending the commandments and that's why god says in isaiah if the eunuch keeps my covenant, they will be allowed in. Despite the fact that in the Torah and Deuteronomy, he says anybody with messed up genitals would not be allowed. A eunuch has, has messed up genitals. Am I wrong? I'm not sure what a eunuch is, to be honest. A eunuch is either missing a dick or missing their balls or missing both. Well, that, They're basically fully castrated. That's tragic. It's, it's, it's a thing, and, and, and they talk about it in a lot of these letters. And I think even uh, it's talked about in the actual gospel as well. But <clears throat> we're still looking through these letters before we jump into the gospel. Um, now, with um, the reason for going through Paul's letters is with everything we have, have gathered through the prophets, I'm seeing Paul's letters explaining as well as the other apostles' letters, like they help explain each other. Um, let's see, Second Peter chapter three, fifteen through sixteen. 
Paul's letters contain things that are hard to understand, things which the uninstructed and un unstable distort to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. Now, Paul, he's already said in 1 Corinthians, what business is it of mine to judge outside the church? Is it not the church you're supposed to judge? So if you're familiar with Paul, which I'm sure you are, you've spent a good majority of your life in church. Paul, he says in those days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. It talks about children you know, disrespecting parents. It talks about they won't they they won't do what the Bible says. They just go to whoever will tell them what they want to hear. And we've gone through First Corinthians chapter one and chapter three. He speaks against denominations. Is the body of Christ divided? He speaks against denominational baptism. So we're already seeing this reflection in this. Uh, we can call it a messianic community. Would that be a fair term to use? Yeah. Okay. So we're already seeing this. Um, well, Paul is calling the church out. This isn't what he taught churches. Stay away from divisions. Stay away from idols. And with everything in Revelation, uh, this whole speaking like a dragon. Um, we know this worship the first beast, the image of the beast, and the mark of the beast. But we've got Daniel chapter 9, Daniel 70 weeks. Daniel says the reason for the 70 weeks is to seal up a most righteous place and because of the transgression of Torah. Okay, Torah says not add to, do not add to or take away so you don't serve other gods. So serving other gods is a reason for the 70 weeks. We still got one more week left, seven years. Uh, Daniel also says, I am thinking of Jeremiah's 70 weeks. That is found in Jeremiah 25. Says Babylon will drink the cup less. We've already got the first beast. We're thinking the first beast of Babylon. We have a whore of Babylon sitting on seven hills beside many waters. But with like plugging in the first beast with Babylon for that last week, the whole speaking like a dragon is one of the things that goes uh, misunderstood. To speak like a dragon, may everybody worship the first beast. My whole argument is it could have been the fifth beast. It could have been the tenth beast. We, we're given a reason for the first beast because of Daniel and Jeremiah's 70 weeks. We're given a reason for it. We got Isaiah 14 when God's giving you rest. Take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. We've got, is that my phone vibrating? Um, it's probably yours. <laughs> but with this whole speaking like a dragon, what it is is it, it is religion is what speaking like a dragon produces and in revelation like there are some arguments out there people say oh well in the garden of eden he was talking about a literal snake i'm not going to go down that path and entertain that debate in revelation it says the serpent of old in second corinthians chapter 11 uh, i wish you would bear with me in a little foolish you good yeah. <laughs> I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me, for I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For as someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, 
or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles, even if I am unskilled in speaking. I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way we have made this plain to you in all things. So, I prepared you as a virgin. I'm scared somebody's going to deceive you as Satan, as the serpent, the Satan, the CD. So, so how was Satan deceived? And that's where you're given this speaking like a dragon. You're, you're prepared as a virgin. You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to make them jealous. That's why we got two witnesses singing the Song of Moses in the latter days. Song of Moses says, I'll make you jealous of the nation of fools. A believer in the Messiah was prepared as a virgin. A virgin doesn't do anything. But I'm afraid somebody's going to come and deceive you as Satan. And because we're given Constantine the Great as an example of what deception of Satan really is, right. worship the first beast. Image of the beast, mark of the beast. It, it, it's it's star. It, it's it's false worship. It's graven images and idols, and it's a false mark of authority or a false day of authority. Now we got we got Revelation. We got the uh, Revelation chapter ten commandments of Noah. Noah wasn't given any appointed feast commandments. To have no gods before me. If you're a virgin and you're not doing anything, you're not having any god before God. If you're a virgin, you're not making any graven image. If you're a virgin, you're not resting on a day. Noah wasn't given a Sabbath day. And Hosea is uh, with Revelation chapter 10 saying on, a, every, on the seventh trumpet, once that's done, everything I said I was going to do, I'd be done. And Hosea, he says, I will put an end to your feast, your Sabbaths, and your new moons. So where we have the Torah saying there should be one Torah for you and misogynor, that tells me that not only is the Gentile supposed to be a virgin, but also the Jew. Is supposed to be everything, which is why that would make the Jews jealous. Right. And it, it goes in a little bit more with that rainbow, and uh, we talked about denominations last episode. And I read Paul's letters, I get pissed. Right. I do. And, and, and one, one of the reasons is it's you have this book that's held to such a very high esteem and people go to college for this book and a college degree is held to such a high esteem. But their half of the book they go, they go to college for, it warns what, James chapter 3, verse 1, not all of you should be teachers because teachers will be held more accountable than students. That tells me a preacher is going to have it harder than somebody sitting in the pew. That's what that tells me. And when we have this book that the New Testament the new covenant still confirms Torah. The Torah is supposed to keep you in line with the covenant. That's all. Are you good at bowling? Decent. You're decent at bowling. All right, so let's say you've never bowled before. You're ignorant. You're ignorant of bowling. Okay, so this right here would be like an ignorant believer. You don't know what the right thing to do is. All you know is that you're supposed to believe or you're supposed to have faith. Now, I know I've talked about this whole God seal on the forehead about knowing God, but... That, that's that's just going to be a side conversation. Mm -hmm. This is strictly for the scenario. So you've never, let's say you never bowled before, and the covenant would be the pins on the end of the alley. The covenant is, I will be your God, you will be my people. You got to get that bowling ball to the covenant. But you don't you don't know what to do. You don't know how to aim it. You don't know how to get a strike. You don't you don't know how to do anything but swing your fucking arm and let go of the ball and just pray it goes down your alley, right? All right, so with Torah, you'd have your gutter guard. The Torah is supposed to help you stay in your alley so you can make it to the covenant, if that makes sense. Right. 
So you and I, we talked about the mitzvahs. We talked about the legalism in it. You know, I talk to Christians, and they say, oh, well, you better follow the Torah perfectly. If I did that, I would be labeled a terrorist. Do you understand that? There's a lot of uh, stuff in there that was for a more primitive community, but at the same time, it's supposed to remain there. Yeah, but like also, I don't remember where it's at, but I know that there's somewhere in the Bible where it says like you know you are to obey the laws of the land. So it's like you got to find a healthy. You need to read. You know, you need to read the book of Maccabees. But they didn't give a fuck about the laws of the land. They said, "Fuck you, get out." (laughs) Boy. (coughs) <coughs> there's a lot of man <coughs> the bible is the most anti-government book ever published <coughs> yep i think it takes a certain kind of because you you, you talk about the laws of the land you start talking about income and stuff like that. Like if if the United States as a one nation under God was to actually follow the Torah, it would collapse economically. It would collapse. If we were to follow Torah, you would be paid every day at the end of your work shift. There would be no interest rates. Banks wouldn't survive. And plus, we're already we, we label ourselves a capitalist government, even though there are no bailouts in capitalism. We're fucked. Every every little decision that we make to improve it, all you're honestly doing is delaying it. Actually, is what you're doing. But if there's no bailouts <laughs> in capitalism, <coughs> well, that's the thing. Real socialism has never been practiced, and real capitalism has never been practiced. But regardless of whether or not it's socialism or capitalism, neither one of them can work without religion. You control the God, you control the people. You said it yourself last episode. We started talking about Masons. Religion is what gets, it's what gets the cogs going, I guess. Like there's not, I, I don't know, it's, it's a lot to get into, but mm. there are a lot of things that would have to be changed if you were going to, like, in all honesty, man, I'm scared to say it, but I think we need a government reform. Oh, yeah, we've been needed that. Yeah, we've been needed that. I'm going to get locked up for 10 years saying that. Right. <laughs> But it's not. When yeah, they're gonna hit us with the Rico. Huh? He said they're gonna hit us with the Rico. You can't speak out against the government. Fuck yeah, cut free- my damn fingers off. I know sign language. <laughs> yeah. Fuck freedom of speech. I blink it out. Freedom of speech. What? I don't believe in freedom of speech. I don't think you can actually take away speech. Me, I act out. You ain't taking away my speech. I'll be petty as fuck. <laughs> you ain't taking my speech but it, it's just it's not freedom if it's permission uh. does that make sense and a lot of it is <coughs> usually twisted like saying oh come fight for your freedom but you're in a different fucking country like if you're fighting for my freedom you'd be doing it here and you'd also be arrested for it 
Yeah. Oh, so I mean, there's no. That's that's a that's a whole that's a whole other debate. Yeah. Um. <coughs> with Paul's letters, um, I think the best way to um, understand Paul's letters is if you were to take a piece of paper. How many how many books did Paul write in the New Testament? He wrote a good oh. amount. I'm going to say a solid 12. 12, 13. Some people include Hebrews. So, I don't know if he did or didn't. But what I do know, in order to understand Paul's letters, what you would have to do is take, a, take like a piece of paper. Call this piece of paper Paul's teachings and cut it into however many books he wrote or letters he wrote. You say 12, cut it in 12 pieces. Then go to each book, grab the teaching from it. First Corinthians preaches against denominations. 2 Corinthians preaches against, uh, well, I mean, like, it, it goes, it, it, it covers a lot in 2 Corinthians. Like he talks about uh, God sent a messenger saying to humble me and all this and our heavenly dwelling and stuff like that. But that's, what that is, that isn't necessarily a teaching. It is a reassurance, but you can get them too confused. Like a teaching can still be a reassurance. Like oh, all you gotta do is believe. That's fine, but at the same time, when you just have the reassurance and not the teaching, you don't know what you're supposed to be reassured about. So many different Christians believe in the Bible but haven't read it, which presents the problem. Well, how do you know what to believe in? If you haven't read it, makes sense. It's like having an opinion over a, over a movie you haven't watched. I mean, yeah, you can know you're you could be familiar with the actors and oh well, he isn't a good actor or oh he did this recently and I don't support him no more. So you know, different little variables can come into play with with that argument. But with this, we're just going after the teachings. Okay, one he confirms Torah. One, he says you're a virgin. Two, he speaks against denominations. Um, he, he, Paul still uh, confirm or still supports the covenant. Now, when I am talking to people of different, I guess, theologies or whatever, um, they have a lot of dumb arguments, but a lot of it is... Um, something I know they would have a hard time if I said something likewise. Makes sense. Yeah. So. But I feel like that's the religious structure trying to like fight itself. You know what I'm saying? Quran says ask the people of the book. They don't. They don't ask. The Quran. Like when I sit here and okay, so with Paul, what he, with with Second Corinthians, with what I was just talking about, uh, chapter eleven. That's not the first time you're told to test the spirit. Okay, now I've said I'll always call Muhammad a prophet. It'll it'll make a fuck to me. I'll call him a prophet. The man has said some things, and they took place. Thing was, Muhammad was taken advantage of. Okay. The Torah was revealed in, what does it say, 40 days and 40 nights, right? Mm -hmm. The Quran was revealed in a course of 22 and a half years. 
So not everything was, re was revealed at once. So everything's still progressing to a point where if it's wrong, you're too late. It's already set in. The damage is done. And you can't break a habit when there's that big of a majority. Can't do it. See, with the whole testing spirit, I did an episode about the Antichrist, about denying the Father and denying the Son. That is the spirit of Antichrist. In short, the spirit of Antichrist, like there's a little bit more to it. Antichrist could also be anything against Christ, anything against the gospel. Right. Okay. And you can tell whether or not somebody knows the gospel based off of how they live. That's why the Messiah said, if you really turn from your sin, produce fruit and prove it. You can't just, oh, I'm sorry, and then do it over again. Right. Apologies inflate. I talked about that in the episode. I don't think you were on that. I did several episodes before I got you on here. But the reason, one of the reasons I need you on here is because, uh, what did it say? I took some notes, Second Peter first, or chapter 1, 20 through 21. Uh, no prophecy in scripture is being interpreted by an individual on his own, for never has a prophecy come as a result of human willing. On the contrary, people moved by the Holy Spirit or spoke a message from God. So my two or three people would be, one, it would be you, and it would also be the prophets and apostles and people in this book. Uh -huh. Okay, so those those would be my witnesses too. Now, where was I going with that? I just bounced and bounced and bounced, didn't I? Yeah, I don't know what we talking about. Really. What are you doing? We're just checking something. <laughs> but with this whole test in the spirit, that's what I was talking about. I've read the Quran once. I'm reading again, but this time I'm taking notes. But this time, knowing what I know now, I'm going to start from the last chapter and read it to the beginning. Because in the Bible, it says, I have told you the end from the beginning. That tells me I should see something in the end similar to the beginning. And I do. In Revelation, I see chapter 5, the Son of God, he has authority, he conquered death. And anything that happens in seven seal scroll is going to prove that he was the root of David, that he was from the lion tribe of Judah. And I know that that very fact right there would cause a problem with Judaism, would cause a problem with Islam. And because we know what we know now about Constantine Great, would also cause problems with Catholicism and Christianity. It would cause problems with all three. Judaism, because they say, no, he's got to be of direct lineage of King David. Uh, the Talmud says that right, there, there, there's some arguments that a lot of Christians aren't aware of. The Talmud says that this individual who was whose uh, seed was uh, denied the throne, it says in the Talmud this individual asked for forgiveness and God forgave him. So that reason isn't a good reason for Jesus not to be the root of David. They say, well, he wasn't the son of God. That's blasphemy. Well, you have Psalms 82. Done, uh, here's my decree. You are God's sons of the Most High. Nevertheless, like any mortal, you will die. Like any prince, you will fall. You had the genealogy from Adam to Noah. Adam meaning man, Seth meaning appointed, all the way to Methuselah, to Lamech, to Noah. Noah meaning comfort. It tells the gospel, man appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing comfort. That will cause a problem in Islam. Because Islam says, he wasn't God. He was just a messenger. How can a God die? Well, the Quran says, if there's anything wrong with the Quran, we'll replace a verse for you. And this verse right here says the Torah is a delight. This verse right here says, ask the people of the book. 
The Torah says, man, important and moral sorrow, the blessed God shall come down teaching his death shall bring the despair and comfort. But your book, the Quran says, God doesn't have any children. Jesus was just a messenger. He didn't die for your sins. It was only made to look like that. You got to test the spirit. Okay. That's when you got to start asking questions. Well, how was the Quran revealed to Muhammad? Eli, if I asked you, do first impressions matter? What would you say? Yes. Okay. Let's say you're praying. You could be in a cave. You could be in the woods. You could be at fucking Carowinds. I don't care where you're at. Okay. You're in a cave. You're praying. And I show up. You don't know who I am. You've never met me, never seen me, never heard of me. And I've got this book. And I ask you to read this book. And you reply to me, I can't read. I'm illiterate. And I beat your ass. Would you trust me? No. What if, what if after I beat your ass, I ask you to read the book again and you say, I still can't read? And I beat your ass again. Would you trust me? I mean, the the odds of you beating my ass. I'm twice. just asking you a yes or no question. <laughs> yes or no question. I am asking you a yes or no question. Please give me one. Yes uh, or no. No. Okay. I ask you a third time to read. You say no. I'm still illiterate. And I beat your ass again. And I say, God is most graceful. Would you trust me? It, it doesn't seem very graceful. You question the fuck out of me, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because of that, Muhammad suffered seizures and so much bad shit. That happened. So many times, just recently, this man, he got stabbed for writing a book called Satanic Verses. This same spirit that revealed to him, who recited, oh, Muhammad, you can't read. I just assaulted you three times for the next 22 and a half years. I'm going to read you this book and you can't read. So read the book. Look, is it dragon breathed or is it God breathed? Take with you what you were taught because the Quran says that uh, the covenant was given to Isaac and Jacob not Ishmael Psalms 83 prophet Asaph says the Ishmaelites as well as several other nations have a habit of distorting God's covenant prophet Asaph was given authority as a prophet by the Messiah when he quoted prophet Asaph's Psalms chapter 82 the Quran says the Psalms was revealed to David. That's kind of sort of incorrect. Psalms is actually five books with more than two authors. And I believe Prophet Asaph served under King David and King Solomon. My boy was taken advantage of. You think about that. You think about that for a second. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Yup. It's, it's, I've, I've read it one time. I studied a little bit of Hadiths. This time I'm going back and I'm taking notes because it's like a complete 180.
the Antichrist of the Quran. The Antichrist of the Quran is the Shiloh of Torah, is how I'm seeing it. Because in the Dajjal, the uh, 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 the he's not in the Quran. He's in the Hadiths. Okay, you're not going to find him in the Quran, but it says the Dajjal, he has a fucked up right eye, and he has a kafir, a kafir or something. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's got that on his forehead, and it means liar. And no Muslim can tell me what he is lying about. They don't know. They just know he's got a fucked up right eye. That's crazy, isn't it? And the Gabriel of the Quran contradicts the Gabriel of Daniel. Because the Gabriel of Daniel is a witness to Shiloh. The Gabriel of the Quran says, No, Muhammad, you're the last messenger. He's not the son of God. So he are, didn't die for your sins. Islam doesn't have the blood of the covenant. So let me get this straight. Just like broad generalization here. Okay, so... Islam was created when? Like around 700 AD, maybe, I think. 700 AD? I think. So. I haven't studied, studied Islam. So from, so from the information you just gave me, Islam was, is kind of, was a spin off of Christianity, but it was derived from they took being fully submitted to god and turned it into a religion they took the binding of isaac and replaced it with the binding of ishmael they took abraham all the way from the land of canaan and put him down in saudi arabia to build the cabal with ishmael but like you're you're saying how he came up with this was uh more due to abuse and mental illness than anything else because of how he was taught. Muhammad was, uh, he wasn't taught. Uh, he was well, very. From, from, what, from what you just said, it was like it was beat into him. He was, he was taken advantage of. And it got to this point to where this, uh, like these verses, they got revealed to him over time. Yeah. Right, not all at once. Not like with Moses. He's up there for forty days and forty nights. So I'll come back down and read it all to you at once. That's not what happened. This is over time, over twenty something years. You think of how much war. You got to talk about a new belief being born around polytheism. It's seen as monotheism. Abraham was a Muslim, so I'm a Muslim too. I, I prostrate to the ground like Jesus did. Yeah, it's this little snatch and grab. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a little twist. So. Right, right, but like that, like I'm saying that how how it was presented to him, like, could plausibly be the twist. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where the twist was developed. Exactly. You had to test the spirit. Yeah. The spirit. See, all this stuff happened then. You know, 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jesus is the son of God. Yeah, so, like, he was, like, your theory is Muhammad was led astray by the dragon. More or less. Yeah. 
more or less because when he went when he went to Mecca, no, he did like you talk about speaking like a dragon. Yeah. False worship. Did Prophet Muhammad ever speak like a dragon? You talk about that book, Satanic Verses. There there is a satanic verse in the Quran that is 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 taken out of a lot of Qurans and it's turned into something different. But this is where he was taught like exalted cranes like uh, I, I don't know these fucking they're, they're, they're pagan goddesses. There's three of them, uh, and he's talking about how their intercession is to be uh, accounted for or something like that. It, like, but he's supporting polytheism, and then he was like, "But wait a second, some prophets are fooled by Satan. You're only given one prophet who was fooled by Satan, but he wasn't fooled in a way to produce false worship. He wasn't." fooled in a way to produce graven images. He wasn't fooled in a way to produce a new Sabbath day. And that was Prophet David, King David. He took a census of Israel, but here's one of the contradictions in the Bible. There are contradictions in the Bible. Like a lot, you're, you are groomed to say the Bible is the word of God, okay? The Bible is not the word of God. God only wrote twice. He wrote on the wall of the king of Babylon, and he wrote the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were written with the finger of God. Okay, Those are the only two things he physically wrote in the Bible. Okay, you feel me? All right, so the Bible is more, uh, some of it, this part may be God-inspired, this part may be God-breathed. How can you tell the difference? Uh, Thus says the Lord, or something of that nature. The context of whatever the passage is. Yeah, because some of it is like just history. And well, a lot of it's mimicry. Like I told you, the Bible makes fun of religion. It says in Psalms, I laugh at those who work against my covenant. Who's the first person to ever work against covenant? The dragon. So if you want to understand that speaking like a dragon produces religion, you go to the Enochian literature where he's referred to as Gadriel. Gadriel is Hebrew for fence of God. Speaking like a dragon producing religion is putting God inside of a fence where you live with your imaginary friend. And not the creator. Okay, you're prepared as a virgin. You're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to take care of each other. If you want to worship God, you help those you made in his Im in, in his image. That's it. That's all you're supposed to do. No, no false worship, no appointed feast, no Sabbath day, whether it's a false one or if it's the sign of the covenant. Because what you have with this come out of her, my people, and Catholic being Latin for universal and sitting on seven hills and the Constantus Augustus Rex, what you have with Revelation not only is it is a book that prophesies the Messiah, but it also prepares the way for the Messiah by, by illustrating this exodus out of religion. It says, come out of her, my people. It's like exodus out of, out of Egypt, but this time it's out of Babylon. Babylon mystery religion It's an exodus. Right. But there's a lot of bad shit that happens where you have uh, wars and uh, rumors of wars. You're ten kings that hate the whore. The plucking up, because you have served other gods, I'll pluck you up, you don't serve other nations. Like you, you've got so many different nations that are listed in this seven-year tribulation. But that's a little bit off topic for what we were talking about. I forgot what we were talking about. Mike's right here. Your mic's right there. Yeah. Can they hear you? Yeah. You got your face, your hand to your face. Well, I was just listening to you talking. Uh. So, all right. So with the mimicry making fun of religion right um have you ever i know you have you ever heard atheists say the bible copied its stories from other religions yeah it kind of sort of does but that's where 
you'd have to understand that a lot of these were for primitive simula- uh, civilizations. A lot, uh, what's this one popular one? The Enuma Elish. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the main difference between this religion and those other religions is this one's monotheism. These other ones are polytheistic. I've said in one episode, I don't know if you were on it, you cannot micromanage a theology and call them gods. You can call them a superhero, right? But you can't call them gods in this religion. Inky did this, Enlil did that, Marduk did this, Tiamat did that. And this one, I did. You get it? Mm-hmm. It's I did this, I did this, I did that, and I did this. This one right here, no, this one did that one, and that one did this one. This is micromanaging. That's one of the big differences. But there's also this story of Abraham. Yeah, it gets weird. Um, so it starts off with Adamu. Adamu is Sumerian for man or mankind. Uh, it is really fucking, it, it's so cringy and weird. And this is basically what Abraham called bullshit to. Like for an atheist to understand, yes, the God of the Bible does make fun of religion. And he's making fun of Satan's religion. Yeah. It's the original religion. He's making fun. That, that's why this Torah seems so similar to these other ones. I laugh at those who work against my covenant. Satan was the very first one. Okay? So when you read this creation story, uh, I will cause enmity, enmity between your seed and her seed. The seed of Eve would be mankind. The seed of the snake would be religion. I will cause enmity between mankind and religion. And that's true. I mean, the Dark Ages is a pretty good example. All the inquisitions and all that craziness. So there's still these parables in this Torah versus this other Torah, this other teaching, this other religion. But predominantly in this one, it is monotheistic. There is only one God. And what it seems to be is him telling, I told you the end from the beginning. In the beginning, man will put it into religion. His seed and your seed. Well, yeah, that's because human nature is self-destructive. It is self-destructive, but that's what gets it. Religion, when you have, like, you know, so you talk about the New Testament, what we have today, what we have today isn't the Bible's religion, isn't the Bible's Torah, isn't the Bible's teaching. What we have today is a few verses turned into a new religion. That's what we have, and it's all done off the back of a sacrificed son. More or less. And that's why you're given, uh, man, my fucking nose itches. That's why Paul says those things written in the past were written for our instruction. You have uh, Prophet Samuel and King Saul. Now, even though it is a primitive scenario, King Saul, he was supposed to blot out the name of Amalek. Samuel, he showed up and he was like, Is that the bleeding of goats that I hear? Why are there still survivors? And he was like, You have one job. And King Saul was like, I would just sacrifice a goat. And and prophet Samuel he responded is it is it obedience better than sacrifice so I take that story even though oh well, he's ordered to kill a bunch of people even though that's what's going on I can still take from that, take from that story obedience is better than sacrifice I go over here into this half of the book where you have a congregation that believes in it because all they have to do is believe 
That's it. That's all that's necessary. All I have to do is believe. But at the same time, even though God sacrificed his son for your sins, obedience is still better than sacrifice. And that's where, you know, Torah does say, do not add to your takeaways so you don't serve other gods. Right. It goes against the covenant. The covenant is he will be our God, not, oh, this one, and he can be okay with it. And that's, that's where you're given this whole history of the Old Testament of uh, what happens when you do violate the covenant. And you've even got um, Daniel's 70 weeks. The reason for the 70 weeks is because a transgression of the of the covenant, right? Um, let's see. Again, I do want to apologize for the lateness of this episode. We're never going to get on a regular schedule, are we? Nah, we're about to where we can like get back to a regular schedule. Really? Yeah, like I'm going to. I'm going, uh, to, I'm be going here. to. I'm going through some things, man. Yo, dog, me too, man. Me too. I can't even tell y'all, like, <laughs> everything that went Dude, down. Jack, but, Jack, he got cancer. What? Yeah. No, not I, Jack. I had to put him down. Damn. My car died. Damn. My dryer died. Damn. Is Eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired. I'm tired. I'll, 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 put, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, since, uh... This is a uh, uh, Bible study group discussion. The life the past month has kind of been like the book of Job. Oh, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes, my favorite books of the Bible. Favorite ones. Job, yep, fucking great. Yeah. Curse it out. Is, is, is it? Is <laughs> 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 like, hey, guys, <laughs> just want to let you Everything's going to shit. It's all going to shit, bro. I want a nap. I need a vacation and never come back. Dog, you and me both. An island in the middle of the international waters where everything is legal and nobody knows where I'm at. <laughs> That's paradise. Location, location, location. That would be paradise. I gotta get used to coconut milk. I don't like coconuts. Bro, like, as long as this island got coconuts, like, coconut... Oh, coconuts, crabs. Coconut oil is good for They everything. believe they found where Amelia Earhart crashed. If Amelia Earhart, she went missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Supposedly, her airplane crashed. She washed up on shore, survived a little bit, died, and then her body got ate by a bunch of coconut crabs. Terrible way to go, but that's what they said. It sounds like a cover-up. What? She got ate by a bunch of crabs. Coconut crabs are skeleton. After 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 crashing in after crashing in the Bermuda Triangle, she swam to the to the island. What would you do? Drown? That's dumb. I'd kill the crabs. Kill the crabs. I'd kill the crabs. I beat them motherfuckers with a stick. <laughs> they're nocturnal, and they can break a coconut with their pincers. They fuck you up, man. No. Three of them? Yup. No. I can see it right now. No. 
I squeal like a bitch. All right, man, t- maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I'm gonna kill that motherfucker before you get me. What do you say? You gotta get to get us before you get got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I've never seen a Medea movie. What? Yep. But they're so funny. I'm sure they are. I don't really watch TV. Lame. Oh, I know. Lame. Uh, um, I'm so tired. Stop it. We're going to end this episode here. Is it still recording? Yeah. It is? All right. Yeah. We're going to end this episode here. Uh, apologies for being late. Um, I'm going to take the next. <sighs> force myself. Make time. Hopefully life will slow down. You have five days. Five days. You have five days. What happens in five days? We need to record another episode. Five days. What day is that? It's Saturday. I'm not recording on Thursday. Okay, Friday. Why not Saturday? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm Do you work Saturday? No. We didn't get this figured oh, out. Wait, Why'd actually, you want actually, Thursday? Did actually, you know never mind. I can't, even, I can't even do Friday anyways. I lied. Oh. <laughs> I lied. I, I got a contract in Wilmington. I got to go handle it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. We'll figure something out. Let's go ahead and end the episode. Do it. All right, later. Deuces.